Well, good morning, everybody. I'm Steve Wakeland here from St. James United Methodist Church in Lawrence. Welcome you all to our virtual Sunday school and all the people out here in our audience today. Right now, there's just a couple showed up. Of course, Kevin's here, our illustrious other lay leader and audiovisual man. Before we get too far, are there any special announcements? Kevin, you got any wild announcements for today? Uh, thanks, Steve. I don't know about any wild now announcements, but believe it or not, I don't have a whole lot this morning. Um, just continue to encourage everyone to to go check out our our um, our, our website at www.stjamesumclawrence.org. Uh, keeping some keep keep putting some new information up there, and of course, from the church, I'd like some feedback from the church as well, from the church body as to some of the content that you would like to see up there, and some of the information that's there. Of course, you can see all all of our our live streaming services there on the uh, on the worship gallery in the live section. Uh, and also you can see all of our past um, uh, services that we've had pretty much since our pandemic started, our pandemic situation started, and even go, going up through now, and, and we'll continue to do those as we go forward. So appreciate everybody who has been watching. We do have a really, really cool virtual family built now, and I, and I want to con- encourage everyone who is uh, watching with us online to continue to watch. Um, so we do appreciate your uh, r- appreciate your participation there. Uh, and of course, again, these will carry on uh, as we continue through uh, as we move forward. I have no plans of of stopping this anytime soon. Um, but uh, <laughs> but but unless somebody tells me to, which I don't think we will. But uh, and for but uh, but again, to that is that uh, again we had some pretty grim numbers come from our. Um, I guess from our pandemic this past this past week, uh, certainly not going in the right direction, and we just really want to continue uh, to encourage everyone to take care of yourself and those around you with um, you know protecting yourself when you go out uh, by wearing your mask and and of course for those around you and also washing your hands, practicing good hygiene and all that kind of stuff so we can get out of this stuff uh, as quickly as possible and get back to normal life. If, if we're able to do so uh, going forward, I think we will be able to. But, um, but yeah, so just continue to do those things. And, and the point to that was is that if you are not comfortable with coming out and, and worshiping with us in person, these will be online to where you can continue to do so going forward. Uh, I think that is all. I said I didn't have much, but look. <laughs> but uh, I think I'm done now. I'll, I'll turn it back over to you, Steve. Thank you. Well, one of the things I noticed, was it on the, our Facebook page or our web page about the Vacation Bible School you would had put on there? It was on our, uh, I believe it's on the Facebook page, but if it's, it, it, I, think that's, I think that's where it's at. And I'll be sure I get that over on our website as well for some information to that. But good point. That's, that's some good stuff. That was pretty interesting because uh, my wife, Luann, showed me last night she was looking at it. And, you had actually done like a, a news commentation with the 2012 uh, Shake It Up Bacon when we had the Vacation Bible School in the combination with Lucas Avenue, and that was very nice. Uh, you did a good job on that, Kevin. That oh, good. oh, you're talking about the uh, you're talking about the, from the past Vacation Bible School, I'm the sorry, Shake It Up Cafe. I yeah. thought, you, oh, I thought you were talking about the 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 the, the, live, the free want. the free uh, virtual Bible School that. Um, that Cokesbury is doing, but uh, but yeah, so for our, yeah, uh, so for our past deal, that yeah, that was that was shot. Geez, nine years ago, two thousand eleven. That was shot two thousand eleven. We had we had. Hey Bob, how you doing? 
but we had loud. we had such a um, uh, we got Bob in the house with us. I don't know if any any of you remember Bob, but uh, Bob is, is is has been with us for a while and has been one of our interim pastors in the past, and we, we appreciate his service. We're live on uh, Facebook right now. You want to say anything to anybody? What? We're live on Facebook right now and for our virtual people. You want, you want to welcome? No? You good? Okay. He, he's being shy this morning. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, yeah, no. So, yeah, that was shot back in 2011 for the Shake It Up Cafe. I forgot all about that. And, man, that was cool to sit back and watch it and, um, and watch how little our kids were and, and have watched them growing up. We had a lot of good feedback about that. And we had such a good time with that vacation. That was probably one of my – we've done a lot, and all of them have been great, but that's, that's probably one of my most favorite – it was that one, um, and of course, I, I, to, to this day, I still call Steve Scuba Steve because because uh, I guess it. Was, I don't know if it was the the, the 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 Bible school either before or after that. It was uh, Operation Overboard. Yeah, Operation Overboard. So it was like underwater themed and and, and that kind of thing. And Steve got up on stage with a whole uh, scuba diver outfit suit on that was so cool uh and since then to me in my mind he has been scuba steve but anyway <laughs> i don't remember well appreciate that uh any other special announcements uh as far as our prayer request for today <clears throat> we're glad to see bob here did you have your surgery yet or been to your doctor or still waiting hopefully you won't have to have surgery maybe maybe some in and out good will you Okay, goes Tuesday. Well, we'll keep you in our prayers. Let's keep Felix in our prayers. He's still up at the uh, uh, sister living housing up in Fountain Inn. And uh, let's definitely keep Pat in our prayers. Pat, Pat started her uh, chemos, whatever. I, I, I'm not sure the exact word, so I better not say the wrong thing. Anyway, she started her treatments this last week. And definitely keep her and Mike in our prayers running back and forth between here and uh, Greenwood. Uh, but we know that the Lord's in, in charge of all that. He's put the right people to help her get her treatment, the right doctors and nurses. Anybody else have any special prayers? Yes, Carolyn Cook, as she recovers from her uh, surgery. Um, anybody else? If not, uh, let's open up with a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for bringing us together this day on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday, the last Sunday in June. It's hard to believe as this time goes this summer, it's just so too fast. Uh, as we look forward to next week as we celebrate the 4th of July in this wonderful nation, we again want to thank you for our blessings. We know that with your guidance, following your laws, following what you ask us to do that our nation will be strong. Help us to continue to be Christians in our daily lives and be examples of Jesus Christ in our daily walk with other people. Because we all know, as we learn here in Sunday school, some people, the only way they see Jesus is through us. Help us to continue to be disciples in Christ. Be with those that we mentioned earlier, especially Bob and Pat and Felix be with them and as they recover and as they visit their doctors. Be with those who are not, and plus Carolyn, be with those who are not able to be here today and watch over those who are on vacation as they start this summertime. 
We just mainly ask, Lord, that you open our ears and open our minds as we study your word today. And we say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, today's lesson. I put on the chart here, our first chart. It's, uh, it's from Hosea. The, pa- the focal passage is Hosea uh, chapter 1. And the title of the, today's lesson was Forever Love. But I put on the board here beside me, but really God's always faithful. No matter what we do, God's always faithful. Now before we read specific scripture lesson today, I'll have to take a look at our time because I don't want to run out of time or run into Pastor John's time. But I think it's important we take a look at the background uh, on today's scripture. So I'm going to have Kevin flip his chart and I'll flip mine. We have two charts here, my flip chart and then what's on the, on the screen. In today's scripture, and I think for me, when I study scripture, if I understand what's going on in the background, I understand scripture a lot more. We know from studying scripture, especially kings, where it talks about the kingdom was split. Got your northern kingdom, and your southern kingdom. We know that the northern kingdom was called, they called it Israel. We know the southern kingdom was Judea. Now, some of us may ask, well, why did the, why did the kingdom split? Basically, real simple, civil war. Uh, plus, not following the, the guidelines and the dictates from, from the Lord. Now, in the northern kingdom, Uh, We talked a little bit about this last week. The northern kingdom, they had 19 kings, and every one of them were bad. There wasn't one good king in the northern kingdom. Now, in the southern kingdom, there were 12 bad kings and eight good kings. And during that time, during the time that we're talking about today with Hosea, uh, he was the prophet of the northern kingdom, and also um, Isaiah, you see here in the chart, he was a prophet in the southern kingdom. Now, how do we know that this is all, that Hosea was a prophet the same time Isaiah is? Well, uh, try to keep it simple. If you read the first verse, first chapter of Hosea, it mentions, as I put on the chart uh, here on the uh, screen, Jeroboam was the king of uh, Israel, and U- Uzziah was the king of Judea. Also, uh, if you look at on the southern kingdom, when Isaiah was the prophet, Uzziah was the king. So Scripture shows it doesn't necessarily spell it out real simply, but if you study your Scriptures and go back and forth, that's why I like a uh, Luann's uh, NIV study Bible, which is falling apart again. I need to fix that. But anyway, now who was Hosea? Well, we know that I'm going to get my Bible here. I want to read uh, Hosea 1.1. It said, the word of the Lord that came to Hosea, the son of Bear, in the days of Uzziah, 
Jotham, Asa, and uh, the kings of Judea. And in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Josh, the king of Israel. We know that from what I've understood with Scripture and, and going to other Bible classes and studies, that he was just a prophet. He was in the northern kingdom, and that his prophecy, him being a prophet, overlapped all the others. One of the things that I found in Scripture, it just talks about Hosea appeared. God chose him to be a prophet. One of the things in today's Scripture that really points out is we know that when prophets talked, whether they were from Israel or from Judea, that the prophets spoke the word of God to the people. And they spoke of judgment, and they spoke of warnings. They also spoke of hope, and they also spoke of restoration. And as pointed out in today's lesson, as others, sometimes God asked the prophets to act out some of their prophecies. Now, I'd never thought about this until I started studying today's lesson. And let's go back, and you have to go back and read Jeremiah. We're not going to today, but so I'm going to kind of paraphrase it. Jeremiah was a prophet, and he did act out some of the things that God said would happen in Judea. For example, Jeremiah, he wore a yoke for a while to demonstrate that God would place the the Judeans, the people, under the yoke of Babylon. So he was using that example. This is what's going to happen to you. If you study Ezekiel and look in Ezekiel, um, Ezekiel 4, one of the examples, Ezekiel did quite a few things, but one of the examples that he laid on his side for a time to show the people how they're going to have to bear this punishment that God's going to put on them. Now, in the book of Hosea, the whole book of Hosea, Hosea uh, is used to demonstrate God's, number one, faithfulness for his love, and number two, the unfaithfulness of the people. And he does this uh, by using marriage, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Now, during this time when I just mentioned the history of Josiah, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. We know that uh, most of the kings did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And they continued to worship in their sanctuaries, the golden calves. Uh, they stood in the sanctuaries. If you read Kings, Kings 2, Kings 1 and 2, God was even willing to use evil to show his compassion he had for his people. Um, so if you want to kind of take a look at it, I've read some other commentaries and listened to some other things, the things we read for today. During that time, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom were just a mess. You know, politically, there, were, there was anarchy, bloodshed, revolts, tons of broken covenants. Socially, life was a mess. If you read chapter 4 of Hosea, I'm going to read part of it. Uh, it talks about what was going on socially during that time. Uh, and also religiously. Religiously, there was nothing more than moral decay, a lot of loose living, uh, and idolatry. 
But I want to read part of Hosea 4, and it really talks about, shows how socially and religiously life at that time was a mess. It starts out in uh, 4.1. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel, for the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. Now, I'm going to not read everything, but it starts out and says, there is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. Let me repeat that. There's no truth or mercy or knowledge of the God in the land. By swearing and lying, killing, stealing, committing adultery, they break all restraint with bloodshed upon bloodshed. Uh, and it goes on, if you skip down here um, to uh, 7, the more they increase, the more they sin against me. I will change their glory into shame. I will eat up the sin of my people and set their hearts along their iniquities. I will punish them for their ways and reward them for the deeds. Idolatry and wine and new, new wine enslaves their heart. They offer sacrifices on the mountaintops. And it goes on and on. It talks about all the charges God has against Israel at that time. Now, in today's lesson, I'm not going to be able to read everything. I want to encourage you to read the whole book because the whole book, it just ties everything together. And really, it's hard to do justice to this book uh, specifically. But in today's lesson, it starts out in uh, Hosea 1-2. I'm going to read from my New King James Version. When the Lord began to speak by Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, Go, take yourself a wife of holotry and children of holotry, for the land has committed great harlotry by departing from the Lord. So, verse 3, he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Delabim, and she conceived and bore him a son. Now, I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to flip my chart to the, the characters, the main characters today's story. I had to flip the chart. We can go ahead and flip the chart, Kevin. Well, unfortunately, Steve, I thought I had that slide, but I don't. Don't worry I'm sorry. about it. No <laughs> so. big deal. Basically, we have four... Uh, Five characters. We're going to start out with the first character, which is Hosea. Of course, he's the prophet. And he's supposed to go marry a, a lady. And he picks out this lady, and he took Gomer. Now, I don't mean to make fun of this, but every time I think of Gomer, I think, oh, Gomer Pyle. <laughs> well, you know, as a Marine, I, I think of Gomer. I just thought it was always funny. You know, we can't talk about this Sunday school work when we talk about it. I, I just always thought that was funny that she was named Gomer, but that's what Scripture says. I'm not making fun of Scripture. I'm just making fun of what I'm thinking about. So <clears throat> he took this lady, Gomer, and in Scripture, there is some confusion here, at least on my part, and from what Steve understands. You know, Back in, uh, I think it was uh, Leviticus, 
there were rules put out for the priests. They were not supposed, they were supposed to marry good people. They were not supposed to marry women that were divorced or women that were in uh, uh, holotry. Now, in this particular case, God told him to take yourself a wife of holotry. Um, now, the was she actually, and this is where it's confusing. I, I guess you're going to have to, I'll have to study some more. But from what I understand, uh, the whole society was that way. So she, what was she actually practicing prostitution at that time? Probably was, you know. But Lord told him, go take this lady to be your wife. Now, she's probably a pretty good-looking lady. You know, like most of us men, we always pick out the pretty one in the group or the one that our heart beats. And he, so he selected her through God's advice to be his wife. Now, this is where today's scripture really displays, and that's what we're going to kind of talk about, the relationship between God and the people. And they're using this as a, the most intimate relationship, and that's, that's marriage, using that as an example. You know, in one when one example of this, when two people get married, they're joined together in, in matrimony. And of course, Scripture talks about we're talking man and a wife. Now, that's what we're talking about today. We're not talking about something else. That's what Scripture says. Now, in a marriage, a husband and a wife, you think about this, they're constantly with each other. Uh, and they experience life together, and they learn to understand each other. And that's a relationship I think that the Hosea, well, the Lord is trying to express and show us that in a marriage, you're with your spouse every day. You know that spouse. In a good relationship with the Lord, you're with the Lord every day. Uh, you know, through this prophet Hosea, God used the example of the unfaithful spouse as a sign of the unfaithfulness of the people. So, using this example, in a marriage, sometimes one of the other is unfaithful. Sometimes. In this example, Hosea, he's the faithful one. And his wife is unfaithful. But also in this example, we're showing that we are the ones who are unfaithful to God. But God, as I showed in my first chart, was always, always faithful. Now, they had some children here, and I think this is kind of unique. Uh, I'm not going to be able to read everything and, and be able to finish on time. But I, I'm going to kind of consolidate uh, some examples of what the names of their children are. And it's, it's a little difficult to keep all this together, but Jose and Gomer, they had three children. And each of the children in Scripture, uh, and I'm going to read the first one here. It says in uh, Hosea 1.4, Then the Lord said to him, uh, let me back up, in verse 3, So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Diablam, and she conceived and bore him a son. Then the Lord said to him, Call his name Jezreel, for in a little while I will vend the bloodshed of Jezreel in the house of Judea. 
Well, then a little bit later, they had a daughter. They named her, and I can't pronounce the name very well, Luhamina. And then they, a little bit later, they had another son, and his name was Loanna, Loamim. Now, each one of these children, I thought unique, God told them what their name's going to be. They didn't get to pick them out. You know, they didn't have a book like we all. We go to the store there and get one of the books, you know, what to name your child. Uh, in this particular case, God told them his first son, they're going to name him Jezreel. And the, me, the reason for that, and I just want to bring that out, is by having Hosea name his son Jezreel, God was putting, God was reminding the Israels, Israelites that it was going to be a constant reminder of the bloody past of the valley of Jezreel and a warning that the destruction of Israel would come in the Jezreel Valley. Now, you're going to have to go back into Kings and read about that story, but there was a battle went on, a lot of bloodshed, and it cut people's heads off, threw them in the valley. It was a big bloody mess. But God wanted that son to be named after that so people would know. Uh, the daughter, the reason she was named that, and actually Jezreel means God scattered. The daughter, her name means no mercy. Now her name was assigned to the Israelites that God would have no compassion on them. None. God was fed up with them. And then, you know, God was really kind of worn out, just tough. You know, it's kind of like us with uh, sometimes God was showing them some tough love. This is my opinion. God was saying, I'm going to have no mercy on you. It's kind of like in our, as I remember some guys at the jail I dealt with sometimes, we talked to them. They'd be all upset because no one come bail them out. I said, well, your mom loves you, your dad loves you, but they bailed you out enough. They're going to show you some tough love. So you're going to have to stay here and figure this out yourself. Maybe uh, pray a little bit about and talk to Jesus, and Jesus will help lead you out of this. But mom and dad are out of the picture. And the second son, or the last child, that name describes a change in the relationship of God to the people. In other words, God would now call them what they had been chosen to be, not my people. Now, I read part of commentary, and I don't know if it's true or not. Maybe I misinterpreted it, but that may not have been old uh, Hosea's daughter. That could have been, you know, remember his wife, she was... Um, she was a harlot. Let's keep it simple. And uh, that may, he may not have been the right daddy. Could have been somebody else that could have been the daddy. Now, in this particular case, God is using this whole family to talk about their relationship. You know, God's had it with them, but God still showed mercy later on. He still loved them. But they had to get it together. Matter of fact, when you read Hosea, there's a part there where it shows how much God loves us. Hosea went back. His wife was back in the street again doing her thing. 
and he went out and found her and brought her back home. Uh, it's, a, it's a really, a, it's a moving story. And it shows a lot what really goes on with us today. We have family members, uh, friends, family members, church members, members of the community that fall by the wayside. And like I said earlier, sometimes we don't show any mercy. We're going to have some tough love. Other times we'll go out and search them, do what we need to do. Uh, I do know that we do have some good intervention, you might say, and a lot of families, there's some good organizations help people with, and a lot of pastors are involved with this, people that have fallen by the wayside, either wives or children or husbands that uh, get involved in drug abuse, alcohol abuse, and got to have some intervention, uh, going to show some tough love. But this lesson also reminds us about our, at least it came out to me, that reminds us about our accountability. You know, as Christians, if we follow in the footsteps of Christ today, we learn to accept the responsibility for our actions. Uh, and a lot of us, when we come to realize our actions, there are certain consequences that are going to happen. Now, there were some consequences for Hosea marrying this woman, but that's what God told him to do. Uh, you know, it's clear God wants us to be accountable to him, to ourselves, for our healthy living. In Galatians, and I think this is so true, uh, I want to read Galatians 6, 7. We've all heard this many times before, but Paul's talking to the church, and it says, uh, Galatians 6, 6, I'm going to start 6, 6. Let him who is taught the word sharing all the good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. For whatever he sows to his flesh, will of the flesh reaps corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit, will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And Hosea pretty much talks about the same thing here in his prophecy in Hosea 10, verse 12. And it really talks about the law of planting and harvesting because the law of planting and harvesting can also work to our benefit. In Hosea 10, let me get it here, Hosea 10, 12, um, Hosea writes, Sow for yourself righteousness. Reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. You have plowed wickedness and you have reaped inequity. You have eaten the fruits of lies because you trusted in your own way in the multitude of your mighty men. Therefore, turmoil will arise among your people and all your fortresses shall be punished. You know, God is telling a story here in Hosea's life that he still loves us, but there's going to be some uh, sowing and reaping that this nation of Israel, the northern kingdom, is going to suffer. I want to encourage you this week to go ahead and, and read your entire, the entire book of Hosea. 
you know, that's what a marriage is. Uh, for better or for worse, we stick together. Uh, when a man and a woman, I'll repeat that, when a man and a woman get married, that when I know when Pastor Allen and Pastor John and other pastors, when they people make the commitment to get married, they draw them into counseling and really talk about, you know, what this commitment is. In our lives with the Lord, it's, com it's important for us, at least it's important for me every day, to try to put the Lord first. Uh, when Christ is in the center of our lives, everything else seems to be so much better. Well, that's all I have for today. Uh, we'll give time here for y'all that are home, go get a cup of coffee and come back at uh, 10, 11 o'clock and listen to Pastor John. Um, let's go ahead and close in our word of prayer here. Lord, may we never forget that your love for us is unending and always seeks to bring us into covenant relationship with you. Thank you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I know in our church service today, we're going to have a special recognition for our two high school graduates, Emma and Bailey, and our two college graduates, Amanda and Kevin. So listen in for that special time. Y'all have a good and safe week.